Hello, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, kind of a heavy episode. I'm talking about red flags, piggybacking off last week's episode when I was talking about indigo, indigo door slams. I'm talking about red flags in toxic and dysfunctional relationships and how to see it and avoid it and grow from it. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. I guess I always say, hey, Scotty. And I always say, (laughs) and someone told me I always say, hey, guys. (laughs) Well, we're fresh off our vacation. Like we took the kids to northern Georgia and we just basically quarantined in a cabin in the middle of nowhere there. Right. So we just, yeah, we rented a house in the middle of nowhere in the Blue Ridge Mountains. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And we basically, you know, I mean, hey, we did go out. We did some tubing, hiking. But we pretty much did the same thing. Because we had to socially distance. Like we couldn't go out to eat or anything. Right. But we just got back yesterday. Yes. But it was great. I mean, like there's something about nature, like just detaching and catching that vibe. We did that. It felt amazing. It was amazing. Um, and, And while I was there, and now I know on a couple episodes ago, I think a few, sorry, a few episodes ago. I might have said something how I don't reflect. Yes. And I don't. That was last week. I might have even said I don't think or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was last week. <laughs> I think it was totally last week. Oh, it was last week. Okay. I thought it was like two episodes ago. No. Um, it's funny, actually. We listened to a couple of our episodes on the way home in the oh, car. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. And we were like laughing at what we were saying. Is that weird? <laughs> I thought it was a little weird. Like, like we were like laughing like well, hyenas. We were trying at our own podcast. To like see, we're, I guess for reflection and for self improvement. We were trying to like, let's just listen. And then we just think we're funny. So right. I guess. <laughs> I but it, it is weird. Like you're, you're taking a road trip and there you're just listening to yourself yeah. on your car radio. The but kids thought we were nuts. Yeah, they thought we were crazy. But we wanted to see. Well, we Especially want, with the phallic episode. Oh my God. They got, they're like, what? Brandon's what like, guys, what are you talking what about? What are you talking about? But we wanted to see like the difference between like one of, some of the first episodes right. and like today. And, I, you know, I feel like we stayed the same. You do? I, I thought it was more like Family Guy. Because if you ever oh, watched like yeah. the first season of I, Family Guy, I don't, I can't. Oh, you didn't. So it's bad. Totally different than the, like, the, the newer season. Yeah, the first Simpsons. Yeah, Ugh. like the first Simpsons. No. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> that's like us first couple episodes. So I, I felt the need <laughs> to reflect. Oh wow! Well, in Georgia, deep, deep, and deep. I, I said, well, you know, I didn't know how to do it. Like, you know, like I know you guys, you know, you're an expert, expert reflector like, or whatever you call I it. think about myself? Right. So I'm like, wait a second. Let me go back to that episode oh. in the beginning of the year yes. where we did uh, vision boards. That was episode 17, Manifestation 101. Right. So I did a vision board then. Yeah. And I shared it. You did. With the group. You actually did. On the podcast. And now I'm going to go back and see well, how I'm doing. It's like, halfway through hey, the year. Let's see how I'm doing. All right. 2020 has been a bust. So we all have to be careful with like, you know. Yes. If you put go to Paris, France on your vision board, you know, it's okay. Right. I mean, how many people (laughs) put like pandemic on their vision board? I I think a lot of people put like, I want to leave my job. (laughs) (laughs) I want to like, I want to be left alone. I can see like a lot of people, more me time. Yeah. So everyone's vision board has gone to hell. It has. Um, And let's see how mine did. Okay. All right. Let's see. All right, so the first one that I put on was a picture of Kansas. I never, I've, we've never been to the state of Kansas. It's only three states I haven't been to. Um, and right now, I still have not been to Kansas. No. Nope. So now we did go to Georgia, but that wouldn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. So, you know, right. that's a bust. That's a bust. So I'm 0 for 1 on that. Okay. Um, again, still hoping to go to Kansas. You've been invited by I, a lot of listeners. Yes, 
been invited. Kansas listeners, very friendly. But with the pandemic, again, yeah. that's throwing my vision board off. Ugh. Okay, number two was to eat more seafood, and I had a picture of Sebastian the crab right. from The Little Mermaid. Yeah, and um, I told you, like, don't do that. That this one, I think this one's been a bust, too. Bust. I've been eating more chicken. And we didn't even go to Disney World. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. And bust. Bust. Oh, for two. Okay. All right. The third one, though, third one was to win the podcast, like the People's Choice for the Podcast Award. Oh, yeah. And I feel that we're on the way to that one. Okay. We're journeying there. Yes. Because I signed up. <laughs> yeah. I paid the Did 20- you really? Yes, I did sign up. You did? Yes, I signed I didn't, up. You never told me. I never told you. It was a $25 PayPal fee. <laughs> and we are signed up as Know Your Aura with Misty Michaela <laughs> under the Wave Podcast Network. How do you win? Um, I don't know. They actually just took my money and I've never heard from them again. I think, was it a scam? <laughs> I don't know. So I might be out $25. Is there a place to vote? I, that's what they said. Oh. But they didn't tell me. Like, you know, like how when you buy something online, yeah. like the moment after you get an you email. You get an email. Yeah, like you buy from, something from Amazon, yeah. you get an email. Okay. No, I haven't got anything. So okay. I'm hoping I did the right thing. Wow. But so I'm going to say that's right now in the okay. positive. Yeah. So hey, one, you, you paid one, your $25 yeah. Yeah. to win that award. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'd love to hear your speech if you if we want it. Oh, it's going to be great. I already have it written down. <laughs> I have I practiced it in the mirror. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it's good. This it's is real for good. the underdogs. It's real good. I'm Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's like a combination between like. A speech that, I don't know if people would know these movies, like Rudy yeah. and, Rudy. and uh, Teen Wolf. Like when the janitor talks to Rudy in the back? Yeah, something like that. Like, what, what does he say? Like something about like him being short? You're like two pound, like three foot nothing. You're yeah, you're three foot nothing. nothing. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're on the best college football team in the land or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like you're going to like say something like that to the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that'll make sense. All right. All right, the next one I put down was... <laughs> To win, to, for my horse, whoever I picked, to oh, win the Kentucky man. Derby. And it, and it got canceled. And that got canceled. Yeah. So, I mean, I would have lost probably. So, actually, that's I probably a win. They're so negative. Uh, well, they're, actually, be, it's rescheduled, I think, for September. Yeah, but how am I going to bet on it? You're just, you can bet online. Mm. You have to open an account. This is probably not a good idea yeah, to tell them to do that. that. Yeah. You don't trust yourself, I think. Right. You'd be like... <laughs> I'd like see you with your rolled up newspaper in the corner with your, your beret on, like <laughs> come with the twenty two. Um, like you'd turn into that guy. So yeah, it's kind of a win because I didn't. You know, I probably would have lost like fifty to one hundred dollars that day. Yes. Uh, but it, you know, I do consider the Kentucky Derby to, to be my birthday. You have such a good time. I celebrate that as my birthday, you do. and um, it, they didn't have it. So the vision board really, it really up to a bad start here. Wasn't that good? All right. The next one I have is number five, and everyone who follows the podcast knows this is fail is a complete and utter failure. Okay. And it's to get the, the Amish dating site, uh, get off the site, the mailing list, and everyone who follows knows I've been. This is a total fail. You're irresistible to I'm the Amish. Irresistible people. to the Amish. Uh, I in oh fact my God. got a. Well, I'm going to tell a story about you in a second, <laughs> but I did get a wooden <laughs> ding dong in the mail from an Amish guy. After he heard the Amish Crystal, the, the, sorry, the, the Crystal episode. How do you listen to it? <laughs> That's a good question. Yes. Well, he might be on his his year where he goes out into the world. He cheated. No, they get that year when they but go we out. We know it's yeah, called yeah. something. But, yeah. All right, but anyway, but oh, speaking of Amish, well, I have so yeah, yeah. Well, so there was an Am- we, when we were on vacation. Right. We'll just go off the vision board All for right. a second. And there was an Amish bakery. 
Of course, so of course you found I had it. to go in. Scott finds it. So I'm like, let me go in by myself. A lot. You wouldn't let us come with you. No, I would not. You so kept, I go, <laughs> you kept going and getting us treats. Right. So I go into the Amish bakery. Red flag. <laughs> Everybody in there is Amish. Yeah. I thought maybe they would have some other type of worker. No. Nope. Maybe a Baptist or something, but no, everyone's Amish. And I'm doing my thing, talking to Hamish. And I come out, I go into the car where you were, and you tell me what? Well, we had just come back from tubing. Right. And this is a tiny little Amish bakery. And you're like, let me just stop. Like, you just had to stop for the Amish. You know what I mean? We're freezing cold. Sure. But you had to stop for the Amish. You're like, we went by. You had to stop. We, you know, none of us want to go in with you because we're all, you know, social distancing. So we stay in the car. I'm freezing to death after tubing. And, like, I'm sorry. Has no one else ever changed in the car i mean that's what i did okay unfortunately yes the second where there was gonna be like the millisecond where it's like okay like this is full frontal nudity (laughs) and like the millisecond that happened out of nowhere and brianna our 11 year old was supposed to be my lookout out of some lookout out of nowhere this huge red pickup truck comes right next to me and out pops like a late 20 something year old gentleman and there i am like and we're all screaming in the car like ah and then like (laughs) brianna's like mommy oh my god and i just throw something over me but listen i think i flashed Uh, him you and but then he ran it but no that's not the end oh because he runs into the he like ran into the bakery and then brianna's like oh my god i'm like oh my god like it like I'm like so embarrassed. And then he forgot his wallet. I think he, wanted, tra- he was looking for another piece. Tra- no, I think I traumatized him because the poor guy was like red. He and he was like trying not to make eye contact with us. He, and so like, we're in our like low Honda and he's in his like high pickup truck. So you know he saw everything. He was looking for more. But there's more to that well, story. Well, there's definitely more to that story. <laughs> there's more because Be- we saw. Because all right, first of all, it was a small. It's a small it's a town. Small town. So we we're, were in a very small town. You know, the next day we're at the local Ingles, which is their grocery, which is their grocery store. store, and there he is again. <laughs> well, then all of a sudden, like I look at this guy again. You ran into Ingles, and we're all staying in the car because of you know the Corona, and I see this guy. He looks exactly like I'm. Like, oh my god, Brianna, is that the guy? And he has like curly hair and it looked like him. And he was staring at me. He's out of state plates. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, we're in the same Honda. All right. uh, So he's staring at me. And I'm like, I think that's the same guy. And and Scott, you're like, no, no, come on, stop. No. And then we see it, the red pickup truck. And we all start screaming. And then you called me the town floozy. Well, (laughs) not because of that. If it was fine, if that was an isolated You called me the town bum, like a recognizable figure there. Wait, wait, you are because you didn't tell the rest of the story. What? Yeah, okay, if it was just this one guy that you were flashing who's been all around town, but we were also at a state park okay. near the thing, and okay. you flashed other people. Okay, I had to pee, you, and there were no bathrooms. A whole family saw I you half naked. So that was a road that I was facing when I was who here has never peed in the woods like if you really have to go and there's no we were in the woods i changed in the woods nobody was coming and then they come out of nowhere and again i'm completely nude (laughs) that poor family Uh, i ran away i ran into the woods i'm saying if you've already flashed half the town oh my god that 
gives you title of town floozy. Um, the, you call me the town no. floozy. <laughs> They're sad to see you go. That guy's Do you know probably, that I ran into the woods after that? Do you know that guy right now is driving around his red pickup truck all over town <laughs> looking for you? He's at the Amish Bakery. He's at the Angles. No, I think I stressed him He's out. He's at the national, the state park. Can you imagine, like, you get out of your pickup truck and you look and see a naked person and the whole entire car is screaming. Ah! <laughs> like, we were at top of our lungs, all three of us, me, Abby, and Bree, screaming. Right. So, and there I am, just like, oh my God. So, at least four people <laughs> in this tiny town in northern Georgia in the Blue Ridge Mountains have seen you nude. That's like half the town. <laughs> maybe it's the purple in me. They're like just waiting for you to. Maybe, yeah, maybe, it's, my, it it's, maybe it's my purple. Like, I just. Yeah. All I don't right. know. I, I, I was cold, okay? Right. And I had to pee. I'm I sorry. Mean, I changed a couple times too in those situations. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing happens to you. Nobody saw anything. <laughs> All okay. right, continue. Uh, let's get we back digress. To- Sorry. Yeah. Right. But you were at that Amish bakery way often. Just saying. All right. All but right. they were good treats. They, they were. <laughs> the the apple fritter was fantastic. I'll look the other way. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. All right, so I'm one for five right now. I got four to go. Um, <laughs> one for five. That's your one. No, 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 that was a bad one. I don't think you're on. Yeah. The only one I had was the uh, People's Choice Award. Yes, okay, we're on All right, there. The yeah. next one was that I'm going to free solo El Capitan, the right. mountain in the uh, Yosemite National Park. Yes. I did a point three hike in, in the woods the other day. Does that kind of... I think you get credit okay. in this for current three, situation. I did a three-tenths of a mile hike on a boardwalk. In the global crisis, I feel like that counts. That counts as the free solo? Yes. Of LCAP? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The next one I have was um, Institute Pretzel Day. Oh. That was a booming success. Huge hit. Uh, So many people have sent me pretzels. They sent you pretzels. You got so many pretzels from people. We celebrated it. Actually, I forgot the day. Someone had to remind me. Somebody reminded you the day. Yeah. So, you know, podcast listener Lindsay reminded me. And... That's fantastic. So that, that's a plus. Lindsay sent you pretzels. Kira sent you pretzels. Yeah. A lot of people sent me yeah. pretzels. Okay. The next one was I was going to try out for the Olympic handball team. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to episode 17, we explain why. Right. Anybody I, should do that. Yep. I felt nobody would join the team because it's handball. It's a great way to make the Olympics. Nobody cares about this sport. Yeah. Would you say that I'm closer to that goal? They canceled the Olympics, didn't they? Oh, yeah. So no. So no. No. And you haven't tried at all. You have not applied yourself. Uh, all right. You haven't applied I mean, yourself. I have, and I, the gym clothes. I juggle. You don't? <laughs> I've been juggling a lot. And that's handling balls. All right. Okay. Juggling. 
All right, but no. And the last one, number nine. Yeah. Um, which was I need more cowbell in my life. Obviously, Christopher Walken made it famous. Yes. And I would say that sometimes when I walk by places, people do ring cowbells. And I so, so success. So success. Success. So overall, not so great. But again, a lot of people vision boards aren't great. Yeah. Everyone I remember was so excited bringing 2020 in. Oh, I mean, everybody year. was like so excited. This is the year. And it's been a disaster. This is the year, right? Yeah, this is the year. That, this is the year, if it's going to happen, that we're going to get abducted by aliens. Oh. I'm the only guy with the MIR. Yeah. Red flags coming up. Well, listen, like it's the 3D moving into the 5D, which we talked about on a couple yeah. episodes ago. So this is what it looks like when it happens. Yeah. But let's talk about some red flags. Red flags. So on last week's episode, episode 39, I talked about the indigo door slam and I had some major spiritual downloads after that. Um, I wanted to share them with you. On this podcast, I truly feel that I true grow and shift and change with all of you. Spirit doesn't allow me to do readings for others and give harsh truths for people without experiencing them on my own. I am not all-knowing here. I do too experience so much growth and change. And my objective is to vulnerably experience it with you in a raw and honest way so as to articulate it from ground level as possible. Like what are the baby steps here? What is the bottom line? That's what I want to get to. I asked you all on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page to tell me your red flag stories. Man, they were good. (laughs) Man, they were raw. They were honest. They were vulnerable. They made me think and they reminded me of readings I've had with people with my own experiences. And this podcast is truly a spiritual download. It's truly inspired by spirit to push and to... This episode's a special one for me. Um, I do want to say it might be triggering. It might be a little triggering for some of you um, because I, I'm going to visit in a, in a way where we talk about a red flag and we also talk about the part of ourself that didn't notice it because there's something broken inside and what was that broken thing and how do we have control over it now or at least see it or at least acknowledge it. That's heavy spiritual work and you have to be loving and patient with yourself and you have to look at these things as lessons and experiences which make us better. I find that When something happens, when we beat ourselves up for it, a more productive way of dealing with it is to think, what did I learn here? What did I learn? That's so much better than beating yourself up for something. So I want you to keep that in mind when we talk about this on this Red Flags little episode here. So again, last week I talked about door slamming and how many empaths find themselves in situations where they're basically forced to cut and run, door slam, or just walk away or just watch something blow up in their face. And many of us who have been there, we sit and wonder basically, like, how did it get to this? (laughs) Clueless. What happened? What did I miss? There are so many people I read in these situations, myself included. It's been a journey to find out what the red flags are for toxic people narcissists, people who are energy vampires, 
or who are just plain energetically irresponsible and how they weasel their way into our lives. And the answers are that there are some cracks in us empaths which we need to see and solve. And when we do that, we became, we become way less attractive to the, all these people. And when we work on ourselves, as I talk about in The Recovering Empath, which is episode four, and other episodes I talk about this on the, on the podcast, we heal. And these people don't want you healed. They don't want you healed. They want you to stay unhealed so you still think you can fix them or you still think you can handle their behavior or you still think that you need to put up with people like this in order to have a relationship at all in life. That's a mind bender right there. You don't have to put up with toxic, needy, narcissistic, etc. people to have relationships. There are relationships that aren't like that. They're going to feel weird and awkward to you when you start having them, but they'll grow on you. Trust me. The most toxic thing us empaths have ever done in a relationship is ignore behaviors just to keep the person in our lives. Really think about that. I'm going to say it again. The most toxic thing us empaths have ever done in a relationship is ignore behaviors just to keep the person in our lives. Ignore. It can be very subconscious. That's what today's about. But what if, what if there are red flags because there are, and we have been blind to them. It's kind of like the movie, The Matrix, okay? Like what, what you're about to experience here. And you have to make a choice, the blue pill or the red pill. And I haven't seen that movie in a while and I forget which pill is the one that makes you forget. But if you are listening to this podcast, you probably are the person who would take the other pill that does not let you forget, that makes you see. And it's amazing because once you see, you cannot unsee. And it's amazing because you'll one day look back on this and suddenly say to yourself, wow, how did I miss that? And you'll have to work on not beating yourself up for it. Instead, you'll have to learn to really pat yourself on the back for seeing it now, for being brave enough to confront that letting these people in was always within your control and you learning about it will give you the clarity as to how to get rid of them in the future and how to prevent future relationships with these types of people. Lessons. So what are the red flags? MPS are so good at absorbing, becoming really part of the logic of whoever they're with, part of whoever they're with, that person's narrative. And people who are energetically irresponsible, meaning that's my word for people who are just uh, a pit of need and always like need something but never get filled up, uh, they love that. They they are succubuses. They will take and take and take. And as an empath, you really feel helpful giving. It's important to see the red flags and then it's important to see what wounds it leads back to you in which you need to heal. So this is going to be a twofold thing here. This is going to be the red flag and it's going to be about how to recognize what in it that it served at the time for you, what broken part it tended to. So let's discuss some actual red flags, some solid concrete things these people did to get in your life. And remember, we all meet the same people. We really do. The only reason why some stick in your life and others don't are your own filters. There are people who see the red flags and take a step away immediately. And the toxic person, they notice those people 
And they don't waste their time on them either. They prey on the empaths. And you have to make sure that you aren't their prey. And trust me, you'll notice these people walk right by you. Here's a personal story. Okay, so we all have our different hangups, right? We all have our different hangups. Um, so I'm going to tell this is this is personal to me. So I was doing, um, I don't know, three years ago, the psychic party on a yacht. <laughs> so they had me come and do readings for like their top salespeople at this radio station. There's a big radio company and it's in Miami. And it was amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a great time. And... The uh, the head guy of the company, I was talking to him and I was talking to him about auras and he was green and purple and he was super cool and he was really open-minded. He was just like a cool guy, like music and, you know, whatever. And then a man walked by me um, and totally ignored me, fine. And, the, and the, the, the head guy, the gentleman I was with introduced me, okay, and this guy didn't even look at me in the eye. He just kept talking to the, to the head guy, ignored me completely. Like, very rude. And I just got this, like, misogynist vibe from him. I'm like, okay, whatever. He's a misogynist, okay? Like, he doesn't, you know, and and, and what I, I just got a very dismissive feeling. And he walked away, and the head guy says to me, hey, what do you get on that guy? And I said, that guy cheats on his wife, and he's a misogynist. <laughs> and the guy's jaw, like, dropped, and he confirmed that for me. He said, how do you know that? And I said that I just know, I mean, it was clear as day to me, this guy has major issue with women if he has to see them anything other than a sex object. Now, this is why I can see it. This is why it's clear as day to me with that situation. Because if I were somebody who had some sort of need to be seen that way, that whole conversation would have changed. He would have paid me attention. He would have made me feel so special and wooed me and whatever. And I would have been left in a few months completely torn and broken and wondering what happened. For someone with a need to be seen as someone who can fulfill someone sexually, I would have been taken into that trap. But that's not my thing. I have other things, okay? I got other issues. But that one's not mine. I never had that problem or whatever. That was never a a wound for me. But it is for other people, and I see that a lot um, in my readings and with friends, and, and you do too with your friends. Uh, but do you see how like, and, and you might have that in your own life, like where a girlfriend, there's something going on and you're like, oh my God, you're being used or this is happening or this, it's so clear to you. And the person experiencing it is like, what are you talking about? If it's not one of your wounds, it's easy to see the people that are going to try to capitalize on that. They, they, they ignore you. They don't go for you. You have some sort of mutual dislike for one another right off the bat it's in, it's just interesting to see it the other way around when you don't have the issue and the person with with who's trying to you know be predator towards that walks by you you'll notice so you two like we all have things that trigger us that entrap us and things that don't so you can tell from some red flags, knowing that you're craving most inside your soul, knowing where your own holes and your voids are, where you're most vulnerable to attack. It can help you navigate it to, like with people who see it before you do. It's funny. What we think we hide is so blatant to others. I often see tough people actually the most sensitive, the people who are so quick to judge others, the most self-deprecating, those who are the loudest, the most insecure. It's not hard to tell what someone's hangups are. It's actually quite easy if you observe them. Um, and people are doing 
that to you. Some for good reasons, they observe you, and some for not good reasons. So it's better to know yourself first. And that's the purpose of the podcast today. What red flags did you miss and why did you miss them? Maybe if this doesn't apply at all to you, you can use it to help a loved one. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. So one red flag, and this is huge, it's love bombing. Oh my God, love bombing. If someone is all over you super quick, that's weird. I don't care how amazing it feels, it's weird. Be it your best friend or you're my lover or you're my next wife or you're the best anything within a lot, not so long time of knowing you. That's love bombing and it's actually a form of manipulation. You get so overwhelmed by the energy, you start to get comfortable quick And then you move past boundaries that are initially put there for a reason. So as to weed out people as you get to know them in a more natural way. It takes time to get to know someone. It takes a few dates. It takes a few outings. It's something which builds over a lot of time. It's not overnight. If you notice someone just immediately obsessed with you, it's a red flag. Like there's a difference between falling in love and like love bombing. Like falling in love, it's like, oh my God, do I say it? You know? Okay, like I'm feeling it too. Like the the, the other, it, it's love bombing is like when the other person just like takes all these leaps, and you're like wondering, oh my god, am I there yet? And then they take the next leap, and it's just constant keeping you in this zone of like, oh, should I feel that way too? If they feel that way, like that, like when you're falling in love with someone, it's mutual. There's like kind of like a little bit of a, a dance around it. This is just like someone's throwing you at them, um, throwing themselves at you rather. Why does love bombing work? Narcissists, they love, they love it. They're the number one user of the love bombing technique. And man, that could be a whole show, which it should be. I'll write that down. It works because you want to believe it for whatever reason. Like this is real love. This is special. This is unique. It's something which is going to make you feel safe. Maybe that's something that didn't happen to you in other relationships. Or maybe that's something you didn't get growing up. Maybe they're seeing all that and telling you exact things you needed to hear at age eight from a family member, but are now hearing it at age 30 by a narcissist. You know, they picked up on that wound on you. They lavish you with compliments, gifts. They rush things. They over-communicate, like way too much communication. They make commitments now, today, about tomorrow. They make it official over a very short amount of time. If you say, hey, you know, we got to take it slow. I got to take a step back. They get very upset emotionally. They can't handle it. You're breaking them. They're fragile now. They ignore boundaries and also other boundaries like showing up at your work or announcing themselves to friends and family unexpectedly as your partner, your boyfriend or whatever. They are too much too soon and you feel bad for them because they're so fragile if you like disagree. So you let it go. 
It's so they can get you to a place where you are manipulated and you don't know you're up from your down. They shake you up. They get the upper hand immediately. And for someone who is not tr- into trusting their gut and they only use logic, it can feel right. Like, oh, he bought me gifts. He did this. I should be appreciative. Why do I, you know, why am I always poo-pooing things? I should be this. Look at this person. He's all over me. It's like the movies. This is, Bert, you know, um, but your gut, your gut always knows when you're being crossed and energ- crossed energetically, man. And that's a feeling you'll get anxious suffocated like you're not alone in your own vibration like these choices aren't yours anymore like you're doing it so as to not to hurt someone's feelings instead of to make yourself feel good that's the love bombing thing like ask yourself am i doing this to make this person feel this good so i'm agreeing with them or am i doing this because man it makes me feel good that's a subtle difference but it's huge it's huge for an empath it can get crossed what you want versus what other people want Another red flag is what I call turning the light on in a dark room. I'll explain this. For a toxic person, their behaviors are not the problem. You noticing them, calling them out, talking about it, reacting to it, having feelings about it, that's the problem. Okay, It's like if I were in a dark room and someone was doing something awful in this dark room and I came in and turned on the light. And all of a sudden they start screaming at me because how dare I turn on the light? How dare I turn on the light? on the behavior, so it's an issue. That's called gaslighting, gaslighting, turning the manipulation and toxic behavior behavior around. You are sensitive, you're mean, you're crazy. Whatever they say you are, you are. That's what that's what it is. Like anything you accuse them of, you're that's you. You're talking about yourself. It's a head game and it's it's very convincing. So it's good to deal with this by questioning everything. Can you explain to me why I'm sensitive? Can you explain why when I tell you what you just did hurts my feelings? Can you explain why that would hurt my feelings or why you're upset about me saying that? Could you explain to me why you know you think I might be upset right now? Try to get them to articulate or rephrase why you are upset. They won't be able to do it. Why did you keep it dark for them so long? Why didn't you call these people out? Why did you let them do whatever they were doing um, and you knew about it? <laughs> Perhaps you truly wanted them to not feel bad for what they were doing. I see spouses and friends of true, complete lunatics and the public is like, why? Why didn't you tell on them? Why didn't you stop them? Well, in that state of how they were, it felt worse to be mean by calling them out and receive the effects of what they were doing to that person. Empaths have a very high threshold for all sorts of pain of their own, but not the pain of others. They can't deal with that. Being aware of that is necessary to not be manipulated by it. So it's kind of like calling somebody out for being like a pathological liar. Cause like, let's say somebody lies to you all the time and you know it. And if you call them out on it, they just freak out on you and then they turn it around. It's just easier to go with it. It's easier to go with whatever that person's narrative or reality is rather than call them out on the truth. Why? Because one, confrontation is not good for an empath. Two, there's a part of you that knows they need to believe the lie or the sub-reality that they've created. And three, as an empath, you can get twisted in how you want to heal people by facilitating a false reality for somebody because you know it makes them feel better and you know that they need it and you know they can't deal 
in a world where the lights are on their bad behaviors. So you will help them facilitate the darkness. When you see that you've done that for a long time, don't beat yourself up. Just learn the lesson and that's a red flag. When you find yourself not confronting people for stuff that they do because you don't want to hurt their feelings. It's very subconscious. Because again, like empaths, we get our self-worth from healing people, from making other people feel good. Well, people who aren't good will scoop us up and keep us in their reality so as to feed their their false narrative because we'll do that. And then what's the return? The return is we feel helpful. And toxic people, needy people, narcissists, energy vampires, what they're really good at is giving praise. Wow, thank you. I really needed that. Da, da, da. Like, And honestly, you're not giving it to like a good place. You're giving it to a bad place. So it comes back feeling empty over time. So leading to another red flag with people, no personal responsibility. They aren't sorry. They're not wrong. And you are going to get punished for it. There's so many ways they do this. Obviously, you know, I had to touch on this physical, verbal, emotional abuse is something that needs to be addressed here. It is never normal. If you're afraid of what is going to happen to your kids or you, or you fear for you or your people around you safety right there, it's not normal. Okay. Normal people fight. Normal people don't get scared when they fight. That's an issue. Um, But other things that are still not normal and toxic behaviors are the silent treatment where it's like the removal of their love from you as a punishment. And by this point, they have built you up as such a pillar of their existence and yours. This can really hurt. Like, how could you say this to me? They ask you, how could you do this to me? How could you, how could you call me out on that behavior? I'm because they're so, they're always so like extra fragile and you're not, that's a red flag. No personal responsibility. They can also use pathological lying and excuses that are so constant and so ridiculous that you get worn down with it. And you're just like, okay, whatever. It should go with the flow and their reality and you dump your own. So this is like the friend who you know was ignoring you. You know this friend was talking to your ex or behind your back or whatever and then denies it completely to your face saying all sorts of things that make no sense. But you ignore it. Because deep down, you know, she needs you more than you need her. And deep down, you hate shutting people out who are so desperate like that because you know you can love them where most people just won't. Um, in my own life, I do have <laughs> narcissism in the fam. And there are times where I know that people I love talk about me. And I know it. And like I have proof and stuff that like, like it's just, there's triangulation and there's all sorts of awful things going on behind my back, probably because they don't like what I do, this work, you know, or they have their own ideas of who I am and it bothers them and uh, they feel like whatever, maybe I'm trying to take the spotlight off of them or all sorts of things. And it hurts. It hurts bad. And I go through times where... Yeah, I'll be, I don't call them out because I want, I'd rather the relationship with this person because it's a very important relationship for one to have in one's life rather than call, because if you call somebody out, you're going to lose them. If you call out narcissists over enough time, they'll go away. It's hard when it's family. Um, I mean, you know, that could be a separate episode because like there's people you can get rid of like 
friends and spouses and husbands and and wives and boyfriends and girlfriends and things like that. But when it's, man, when it's a parent or a sibling or like when it's somebody really, really close to you and you're related, it's a little harder because they're not going anywhere. And also there's a party that doesn't want to lose it. So just want to make that little differentiation there because I get it. I do get it that sometimes not calling somebody out it's because you just want to maintain the relationship. Um, but it's dysfunctional and you're going to continue to deal with it. But yeah, that's back to this. It's like, yeah, that's um, that's a huge thing. They, The reason why I do it is because I don't want to lose the relationship and also because I know they need... It's almost like they need to put me down to feel better about themselves. So I'll let them. Isn't that sad? It's the truth. See, I'm, I'm learning too. I'm, I'm going through this too with you. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. But other red flags, oh, and then the other thing is like, uh, like, especially when it's in your family, you will find the same person over and over and over again. And how many, I've dealt with that in my life over and over and over again, narcissist all the time. And it's because of unhealed wounds from my own past. You'll do this too. The red flags from your childhood, they show up. Like they don't stop. Like spirit will confront you with this over and over and over again till one day you're like, hey, wait a second. This is my mother. (laughs) Like this is my dad. Holy cow. Okay. Now I get it. That's how I feel lovable. This is a comfortable relationship for me when someone's pathologically lying to me. Man, that and, and I go with it and I let them feel whatever they feel. That is where that makes sense to me. That's how I feel love. So back to the red flags. They only focus on your mistakes, not their own. I have a rule. Never defend yourself. If you find yourself defending yourself, take a step back. Really take a moment and wait a second and be very quiet. Empaths often need a few days and some major alone time to figure stuff out. If you're in a relationship with somebody and constantly explaining yourself, defending your actions, explaining your motives, nervous what they will interpret your motives to be in a way that's not true, red flag, it becomes a game. Trying to make their narrative like not correct. Trying not to see, like you see their traps and you're trying, oh, I'm not going to walk into that trap. That's such a time waster. I say, if someone is playing this game, it's their game. Okay, you're not going to win another man's game. If someone's writing the play and you're just an actor in their narrative, you can't rewrite that. You got to let it go. Walk out. If you're the role of the bad guy in their narrative, fine. It's not, own it. <laughs> fine, you're right. Whatever you say. It's not worth the energy trying to prove them wrong in their own game. 
So focusing on your mistakes, not their own. It's a big one. It's like they're teaching you how to be a good human. That's weird. Also, if you find yourself explaining to these people some basic elements of human respect, that's not good either. People who are toxic, psychopaths, narcissists, they can all appear to be like, oh my God, innocent and pure and childlike. But man, even kids understand basic human empathy principles. Like you don't do this because you're going to make you know, this person feel a certain way, et cetera. It's basic human decency that's being discussed here. Human rights, empathy, civil liberties. If they have a hard time understanding concepts of such things, it is a huge red flag. If you find yourself educating them and why they said was rude to the waitress or your friend or how their comment came off very tone deaf, yeah, time to take a step back. Maybe you think you can help them, change them, contribute to their lives in some way, that there's hope here, that the time you invested would somehow be lost if you stopped. Nope. They're really like that and they're far gone and it's time to walk away. Red flag. They need to be educated on, you know, humanity. Set ups. Oh, I hate this. Toxic people love to set you up to be the crazy person they're accusing you of being. They love to set up the context so you act out the behaviors they need you to have. If you have them, then bam, their false narratives are suddenly real. And the question you have to ask yourself next is, especially if you live through this, and it's not an easy one, did I want them to be right? This hurts. Did I want them to feel special? So that I willingly and subconsciously surrendered my reality, my dignity, my own perception and voice so that they could be right about all the things they called me? Did I not know how to do things around them so they could call me stupid and be correct? Did I hold back my voice so they could laugh at me, call me dumb? Did I let them take the lead in a conversation so they could call me timid and shy? Did I silently become the thing they needed me to be? be so that they felt more powerful or really so that they felt I was so weak, I would never leave them. That's the question to ask oneself. And that's the thing that when it gets seen, it hurts. It does hurt. This hurts. This stuff, like I said, it's triggering. But if you see it, if you see it, the other person can't manipulate it. Empaths value others' emotions over any other prize in the material world, over anything. If they can feel that the person they are with is feeling good, they will do anything to maintain that. But if that person is toxic, they will do toxic things to maintain it. So I do see a lot of empaths absorbing into narcissists or needy people or energy vampires realities and they'll have times in their lives where... They, are, they did things they're not proud of. They kind of turned into that person too. And I think we can all look back on our, our lives with different relationships and be like, I didn't like who I was when I was with that person or I didn't like who I was when I was friends with that person. I, I'm not proud of myself in those times. And that's the thing. You can kind of look back and be like, but I understand why now. I get that and I'm not going to let other people control my character anymore. Are you paranoid? That's a red flag. You feel like they're lying, cheating, stealing, being unfaithful, feeling dis, you know, being disloyal. You have no proof, but you go looking for it anyhow. That's a red flag. Empaths are feelers. You know when something's off. This is your superpower, but you are told it's not real, that you're too sensitive and weak and insecure. Okay, maybe you have those moments, but you know what? You're not wrong. If you feel something is off, it is somewhere. Trust that. And like I say, even having the feeling that something is off is an issue without any proof. Right there. If you 
can't talk about something that's bothering you with a friend or a partner, that's a red flag. And you are not crazy. Maybe that's why you miss this red flag. Like you're making stuff up. You never quite learn to value your own feelings, emotions, or opinions about things. If you feel something's off, it is. So notice when you're like, oh, I'm crazy. I'm setting up. I'm, I'm ungrateful. I'm not used to this. So I'm blah, 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 blah. Stop right there. You know, and, and the thing is, is if you have a moment where you're not trusting somebody, for example, and you feel like you can't bring it up to them, that's a red flag. Just the feeling that the conversation is bad, that you can't go up to a partner and be like, I'm feeling unsafe about our relationship, or I'm feeling, I feel sad that this happened when, when you did this, it made me feel sad. Um, I'm, if you can't just have a basic, just like I feel moment with somebody, cause you know, they're going to flip their lid red flag because they don't want to go there with you for a reason, for a reason. Here's another red flag. This person that you're with is, man, they're the rock star at the party. They're the joy boy, king of the family, the stellar employee at the company. But when they're with you, you're the only one that sees them the way you see them. And they're kind of like a dismissive jerk. (laughs) And you feel like no one in the whole world would believe you if they knew the other sides to that person. That's a red flag. So if you're with them and they're like Mr. Charming, ooh, or they're like so, I don't know, everyone just gravitates towards them. And then like when you get home with them, they're like just not that person. You see like, they, you, and you just have this thing like nobody believe me. Like I, I'm, I'd be the crazy one. Nobody'd get it. Red flag. Normal people don't have like, that's like sociopath stuff, like, or narcissist stuff, like where they have to be like a crazy charmer. Remember how they used to love bomb you? Here's a red flag. Well, now they pretend you don't exist. And also you're annoying for thinking it was ever like that. And when you act that way, you're weird. So they're weirded out by you. And, you know, let's say like, back in the day that were trying to be your bestie or text you all the time or be a passionate lover. Another way to manipulate you into paying attention to their every movement and every word, hoping for a smidgen is you, is you trying to hope for a smidgen of the attention that they once showered you with. So they just flip it around. They flip the script. And how does this relate back to you? Why do you feel like working for this attention of this person is more worthy than easily getting it without struggle? See, because that's the thing, like they love bomb you and then all of a sudden they like, you don't exist. And now you're, now you're the one trying to love bomb them and they're telling you you're nuts. It's because somewhere deep down, you were programmed that you aren't lovable, that love is a struggle, that it's not normal to have a relationship that's mutual. That's a red flag. And the answer to why you are dealing with it usually lies within how you were raised. That's a tough one. And it's kind of a deep dive. You're a brave person for doing it. This stuff is not easy, but seeing where they prey on you is the key to making it stop. Why do you feel like love has to be a struggle? Was it a struggle when you were a kid? Seriously, ask yourself that. Comparison. They compare you to their ex, their mom, their best friend. They're like, whatever. You're living in a shadow all the time. You're trying to live up to it or against it or in competition with a ghost, a shadow. Who knows? All of a sudden, they're crazy ex. Oh, oh, yes, by the way, red flag. All their exes were crazy. Okay, just so you know. But now all of a sudden, they're crazy ex or anyone who left their life who was nuts is like awesome. 
They're like, oh my God, why aren't you like her? She used to do this. Let me tell you about me and her. Let me tell you about this. Okay. And then the hidden message is also, you know, you're not. And then when they see, when they talk about their exes being crazy, the thing is like, well, if you leave them, you're crazy too. So you don't want to be crazy. So you won't leave them. So you're like working to stay with them. But then they'll do this thing where they compare you to the crazy person. All of a sudden the crazy person's like awesome. Right. And now the hidden messages is like, like you're not as good. Like now all of a sudden, like the other person who was crazy by comparison, you're making them look better. It just puts a head game. It's all, and, and you get so wrapped up in it because you care what they feel because you're an empath because this is what you do. That's where they got you. So all of a sudden, their crazy ex handled life better, the kids better, could make food better, worked more, made more money, whatever. Who cares? The point is you're not doing enough, and the bigger message is you never will. But trying is so addictive. They create this elevated status of themselves, uh, of their own favor, that it's better than anything you could ever achieve in life. Like their favor is like some kingly presence for you to have. Another thing, another red flag, they are super VIP. They're always engaging with people. They once told you we're crazy, okay? So now they're hanging out with their ex or they're hanging out with these friends that they said were terrible or whatever. Um, And notice the people they complain about and the ones they said ruined their lives and how they're still being engaged with them. That's a huge red flag. They need attention and they need you to know that they are in demand. And what about here? You know, like where's the red flag here? Because again, Maybe it just feeds your need to, or it feeds your programming in a way where you always had to work to be noticed or you had to work to be loved or this or that. And if somebody's so VIP and so special, their love and attention and favor is worth more, which means you might be worth more, which is all not true. But like, it's like these, it's these very deep set agreements that form that we, when you notice them, you're like, that's weird. That's terrible. Like, I don't, like when you dig down to your like programming, it always, there's always this thread that's like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I actually thought that about myself, you know? Like, and, and it's kind of like a, a sad truth, but at the same time, it's very powerful. That's uh, your ego will put a lot of energy into making sure you don't notice those things, by the way. Those are your like operating your operating code is that's your operating code and your ego knows once you change that everything's going to change ego hates change because listen your ego is like i say it is you it is your human self its main goal is to keep you the same it's okay but it also helps it's okay and we love our ego and we're thankful for it because it keeps us alive as humans and that's why we've like maintained as a species because our ego but the ego does other things too it hates learning stuff that's the def- that's the knee jerk defensive crap like so when you start getting close to it you're going to get like real stressed out real anxious angry triggered all this stuff it means you're getting closer to your code your programming that needs to go away just a little tip there here's another red flag they say one thing but they do another ready for commitment want to get married they want to have kids they want to move in together all that's being discussed and all of a sudden nada nothing the empath will feel awkward bringing it up my god i want a kid we've been together seven years we're not married um but i really want children you know when he was love bombing me in the first week he wanted three kids now he won't talk about it uh what do i do what do i do this is so weird am i crazy for bringing it up okay all this 
is not your awkward feeling. It is theirs. When people build walls around things they don't want to talk about, the empath will feel it. So that's not you wanting to talk about these things. That's them. And the wall you feel is theirs. Why did you let it go on so long? Why did you not talk about it? Why did you spend more and more time letting the unsaid go unsaid? There are a few things here. One, deep down, you knew they didn't want to talk about it. And again, feeling others' feelings with deep, without deep realization of that will make you prioritize other feelings too. Okay, number two, you may not want to know the answer. And living in limbo may be better than what is the alternative because you know if you push them, they're gone. Three, the alternative, living without this person may seem completely unfathomable. unfathomable. And of course, there's love. At some point, too, you feel like this is as good as it can get for you. You love them. It doesn't get better than this. This is as best as I can do. None of that's true, by the way. If things, if, if any of these red flags are happening, this is not your aligned love. This is not for you. In the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, he says something really poignant and it really struck me at the time I was reading it. He said, no one will treat you any better, I'm paraphrasing, but no one will treat you any better or any worse than you treat yourself. Look at who someone is with and you'll see how much they value themselves in their own mind. Look at someone's partner and you'll see how they feel about themselves. So it's, it's awful. Like the person that's with somebody that's abusive, they're 10 times worse to themselves in their brain, in their head. You will not be with somebody who treats you worse than you treat yourself. You will not be with somebody that treats you better than you treat yourself. The way you treat others, I'm sorry, the way others treat you is the way you treat yourself, plain and simple. You'll attract that. Push away your own thoughts, emotion, wants, and needs. You'll be with somebody who does the same thing to you. It's a mirror. A relationship is a physical manifestation of your thought process. That's it. That's super unromantic, but it's also a very honest way to see it. If you see it that way, you know you can have some control over it. But the people in your life, they might not get to stay. That's sad. There's going to be... You're going to have to mourn some people. Notice when you have a spiritual awakening, you will lose a ton of people at once. It's kind of like a fire sale. (laughs) They all go. They all go. And that's actually an indication of spiritual growth. But leave room now for new people to come in, not replacements of the old ones. New people. So seeing red flags, because yes, spirit loves to test you. They'll be handy when the next wave of people show up to be in your life. Hope this was helpful for you. I try to do growth. I try to talk about our responsibilities on paths. We often do feel victimized by what happens to us, and it's true. We can, in this society, be victimized easily. But we have such strength. We're stronger. Like We put up with so much stuff that other people can't that if you just harness that, and that's my goal for this podcast, Like if we just harness our our vulnerability, our awareness. Our superpower is we're not scared of going into our programming, of our code. We're not scared of our egos. We can maintain a relationship with our ego and have spiritual growth. Like we can have non-defensive reactions to spiritual growth. That's a superpower. 
because a lot of people spend a lot of energy maintaining that reality is exactly the way they need it to be because they can't be flexible enough to function outside of it. And those people give off a lot of red flags. And once you see it, like in the matrix, you took the pill today, you can't unsee it. I want to see, I want to hear, I want to read all your reactions to this um, over on the Facebook page if you feel comfortable sharing. Um, I really feel like it helps hearing other people's stories about this. Hey, Scott. Hey. So I just talked about, um, I guess that feeling you have like after something blows up in your face, like a relationship or like a friendship or whatever. And you're thinking to yourself, like, how did that, how did I get here? Like, how did that happen? Like how, how, what did I miss? And then like, you sit down with yourself and you're like, man, I don't even trust myself anymore to make friends or to have relationships or why does this pattern keep happening? Yeah. And I, so, so today was talking about like the red flags with that, like all the stuff like you can see that yeah. in your neck like when it happens, you know, if there's a repeating pattern, you can be like, hey, wait a second. Like right. I see that now. This is a pattern for me. I tend to go towards narcissists or I tend to go yeah. towards love bombers or, or et cetera. I, yeah, I mean, I, I have like... I feel like I kind of squash that from the start. You do. Like, I, I don't, yeah, like, I, I mean, I can see that stuff coming a mile away. Yeah. And I'm always, like, very, uh, like, I'm always, like, wondering what the angle is, what the motive is. That's Anytime. always your thing. Yes. When any, oh. when anyone, uh, I first meet someone for the first time, uh, I'm always thinking, like, what do they want? That's a good tip. Yeah. And so, so what's the tip? I don't know, just to net, like not be trusting. You're, uh, no, you're saying everyone has a motive. Oh, everyone has a motive, yeah. And it's not yeah. negative that everybody no, no, has no, a motive. No, yeah. And I mean, I guess that could be because thinking like, well, I have a motive. We all have motives. We all have a motive. Yeah, empaths have a motive. Their motive is to be healers. Right. Yeah, and like it, we all have motives. Yeah. So, I mean, and sometimes it's for me, it's hard to see what someone's motive is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they might get a little, a little bit further, as you say. Maybe the red flag is yellow or something right. and I don't pick it up yeah, right It's a yellow flag. It's right? a yellow flag. But most people, um, I, I, I can see it coming a mile away. Because you, so that's your angle. Yes. You're like, what is their what's, angle? What, what's your angle? What right. do you want from me? Yeah, so like, when you meet yeah. somebody, that's the first thing you, you go with. Like, what, what is it, what's in it for you? That's what you say. Uh, but that's a good yeah, tip. Yeah, if it, if it, not on like a, so, like, not if it's going to be a, uh, like an, uh, how do you, uh, like an emotional relationship? No, a, if it's, uh, a relationship on the on the surface. If it's a surface relationship, I don't care. I don't even right. care enough to bother to like figure it out. Like a neighbor. I just mean like... No, I don't even bother. If somebody's coming in hard. So but, I talk about love bombing. Yes. For so, example. Right. So we like, like for, I'll just say for the business. Can I okay. use, use that? Like yeah. a lot, I get, we get offers all the time. Right. Okay. A lot of offers come in. And um, I will always, you know, I can... A lot of times I will spot those right away and I just throw them in the, the trash. I don't even – like the red flag is right there. I see it like as clear as day. Yeah. And that offer or that person um, – you know, I've had conversations with people that wanted to, to work with us and pay. I'll just – like, like I'll, I'll be nice about it. Yeah. But I'll be like, that's a red flag. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I don't say that in my head, but I know it. I'm like, yeah. I'm, like I'm not working with that person ever. You know, just because of how they conducted themselves during the conversation. Yeah, even. just because I can tell they're trying to take gonna, over. Yeah, just, what's whatever. their motive, and right. I can tell it's not what I want. Well, it's not on brand with what we do, right? It's not yeah. on brand or something like that. But then, it, if someone does pique my interest, I'm going to give them all my attention. Like they're yeah. going to, they're going to. If someone really does, and I feel like their motive might be pure, or at least I know what their motive is. Right. Then they're going to. Then now my attention, they'll have it, and I might really. 
go in there. But I'll, I'll, I'll kind of, and of course, I always ask you what their colors are. And I always <laughs> yeah, you do. Check it with you too. But um, yeah, then, then you know, then I'll then I'll lower the guard down because I because I kind of yeah you know I have confidence that. I, I see this as a good thing. No, I, I could yeah. be wrong. I, I'm not saying I'm going to be right all the time, but I, I feel I could pick up the red flag from the beginning. Like, I, I, don't, I don't let those people So that's in. your tip. You ask yourself, like, what is your motive? And everybody yeah, has a motive. motive? Just yeah. does your motive line yeah. with my motives? Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And in business, yeah. I'll even ask. I'll straight up ask you. I'll be like, well, what is in it for you? <laughs> well, that's another thing. Like, I think pe- people who are authentic say... I want to make money this way with you. <laughs> or okay. that's fine. And, and, and like, at least they're honest, but that's yeah. business. I'm, this was oh, talking about like oh. emotional relationships, well, which I think you can still ask, what is this person's motive? Yeah. You know, like, well, I'm going to be honest. I have three emotional relationships. You and the two kids. And <laughs> what about your family? Nah. Oh my God. Nah. They're listening. Oh, they are. Oh <laughs> yeah. And them, and them. <laughs> Well, you're hysterical, but Thank like you. I, so you're okay. Well, most people, that's more? really funny. Uh, more people, uh, more. yeah, they have more, and yeah. I, I think like this one was like, I get a lot of people who, you know, a lot of their friendships don't work out, or, or mm. they have a pattern, a pattern with friendships, or they have a pattern with, uh, you know, spouses or boyfriends or you know things like that, yeah. and it's what is the red flag? Like, how do you navigate? And that's what I talked about today. Uh, but from your perspective, like, what's, you know, h- how do you deal with that? You know, like, I, I, so for example, I mean, if I have a friend, like a friend, like I don't, I mean, I have some friends. Yes, you not do. Many, but a couple. Like a few people just talk to me occasionally, and you're like, you're my friend. And like you're my friend. <laughs> you know, I told you, like at Christmas, I fell asleep listening to one of my friends so <laughs> and he's still your friend i'm gonna actually look here, here's the thing with friendships i have more red flags going in than they do <laughs> scott's the red flag so i'm the red flag you know what you do that's such a red flag like when people are talking to you you'll walk away yes, as they're talking i have done that many and, times. And, and like people will ask me like what is wrong like some it's not personal somebody at the event actually came up to him it's like what is wrong with him he hates me i'm like <laughs> No, I'm like, you know, he's, I don't know. He just, he does that to me too. Yeah, I've done that. Like, I do that to you a lot. Like, yeah. I'll, 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 there's so many times where you'll just be talking and I'll just be walking down the stairs. Yeah, like Scott's yeah. so rude, you yeah. know. Like, I think you might have some sort of ADD issue. It is. We'll <laughs> just, just yeah. diagnose yeah. you Yeah, so I mean, it's hard because. So you have, you're the red flag. In any friend relationship, I would say I'm the red flag. <laughs> they should be looking out for me. But you don't love bomb people. No. And you're not a liar. No. If anything, you're so transparent, it's ridiculous. Yes, and and people that can't handle that amount of transparency can really right. um, get offended by you. Yes. But then if you really don't mind that amount of transparency, they always know like what you're thinking and feeling, which makes you like a good friend. Yeah. That, I guess. I yeah. gravitate towards people like that. Like yeah. I, I myself, like with Ev, it's like, just tell me how you're doing. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah, no, people know where they, I think most of the time people know where they stand with me. Yes, yes. So like, like yes, if, if, if I like you, like, and you, you'll know that I like you. Right. Like, you'll know that I'll be, you know, I'm going to be nice to you. I'm going to be like, <laughs> right. you know, do it, you know. Um, yes, and you know if I don't like you too, because <laughs> you might say like I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, or I'm, or you're just be like why you know why won't he talk to me? I just but won't you'll talk to you. Walk away from somebody yeah. while they're talking, yes. whether you like them or not. That is true because <laughs> you do it to me. Yes, and- <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, and that is you know it's it's not personal. 
It's just something I do. Oh my god! Um, I've gotten you know people have told me that my whole life. Yeah. You know? Oh really? Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. Craig, doesn't Craig, our neighbor, make fun of me yes, all the time for doing yes, that? Yes. Uh, you know, Richard, our other neighbor, he you know knows that sometimes I'll just walk away. Yeah, and make you, conversation. Get, you get ants in your pants. Um, and I don't even know that it's because they're boring me or not. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you just like I, start. It, you just have a flight of ideas and you yeah, just yeah. move on. As soon as something will hit the the thing, I'll just go on You're to that like, other thing. Oh yeah, yeah, you just move on. Yeah, it's hysterical. Yeah, so that, but don't take it personally. So but like, like, it, like for some of the um, red flags, it was like people who are pathological liars. Like oh, yeah. I know you call them out. I've heard you because we. Ha- yeah. I have those people. Yes. In my family. Yes. Um, and, <laughs> and like you, and they don't like you because you will say like well, that's not true, like I mean, to their face. When the rest of us are like, right? Well, one okay. time, one of your family members, and and sometimes I'll do it like in a mocking tone, like where I'll be, like, oh wow, that really, like it's like so over the top, <laughs> believing it. But uh, one of your family members once told me they're they're I don't know if everyone knows the singer Cat Stevens, um, very very famous singer of the '60s, I think. Yes. Um, anyway, she was in the front row of one of his concerts. Cat Stevens then proceeded to go into the audience, pick her up off stage, bring her on stage, and dance with her the, to the song Father and Son. Right. And, you know, I, I mean, they told him this to me with a straight face. And Brianna. And Brianna, my daughter, right, right our oldest daughter. Who's like, like, just like you. And, like, really? Yeah. <laughs> And, like, and they expected me to believe that. Right. And the rest of us have to pretend to believe it. Right. We're like, wow, that's amazing. You're really special. Right. And you know, it, because yeah. it's easier just to say that to this person. So, And the funniest thing is then we saw this person a year later and I told Brianna, hey, look, let, let's see if this lie stuck. <laughs> and I said, ask her about what song she danced to with Cat Steven at the concert. So Brie, of course, is just like me. And she goes up to her and she says, uh, remember when you went to that Cat Steven concert? And of course... Her response was, no, I never went to a Cat Steven concert. So they actually had forgotten (laughs) that they told a lie to us. And like you guys, you two freaked out, started laughing hysterically, and they got so mad. Yes. They were so mad at you. And that's turning the light on, I say, in a dark room. How dare you call me out on the fact that I lied to you? And and like the thing is, it wasn't a joke. Like they went on and on in detail about this and like were pissed that nobody... Like you better believe me, that yeah. did happen. Why wouldn't you think that? Like on and on and on. And then I mean, this is not the. This is just one tiny example yes. in a rainbow of situations of lies. But um, that's just like so. Yeah. So red flag people don't like you is my point. Probably not. And again, to sum it up, I'm probably the red flag. Well, our anniversary <laughs> is coming up. Actually, the day this podcast will be released, July second, is 2nd. our fifteenth wedding anniversary, Scotty. Oh. So, what, what do you do? You have any ideas for it? I mean, we're in quarantine, so how do we celebrate our anniversary in quarantine? What do you think I don't we should know. do? I feel like I gave the biggest guy to, gift to that guy in Georgia. Well, like, really- are you <laughs> now? Here's the thing: I didn't want to bring this up, okay? But now that you did, yeah, I will go with it here. Um, do you want to invite him? Like, like over, like maybe he should go on the date with us. This sounds we, really if, uh, want, adventurous for me. Yeah. Um, now he, you know, no. Yeah. He, <laughs> now you would be a red flag for him. Like, oh, because I'm getting naked all around his little town? Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I thought I, naked. I, I, these, I were all, these were all instances of need. I didn't have to like, this wasn't like sexual. I had to pee really bad. And 
National Park. You're, you could be known as the red flag <laughs> town floozy of Helen, Georgia. Is it a red flag if, like, you flash somebody? Because I, yeah, this well, is the, I mean, I think we've all had instances where yeah. stuff has happened by accident. Right. Well, did, did you, oh, by the way, before we, I know we're going to end soon, but yeah. did you, I don't, I don't know if this is true or not, is, red, like, is a red flag if, like, on a first date you, like, get into things too quickly for, like, a guy or a girl? No, I don't is that think, a red flag oh, or no? You mean like a one night stand? Well, like maybe. Well, maybe you want it to be a relationship, and, okay? But sometimes like things happen on the first date, yeah. And you know, I know they always say like maybe wait on that if you want it to be something serious, yeah. rather than something like a fling. So is that like? Well, does I, that become a red flag for a guy or a girl? I'm not sure. Well, actually, I feel like it's a way to filter out red flags in a way by yeah. saying, "Here's there's two different thoughts on this. The thing is, is like, what do you want?" Is a big question. Right. Like out of this relationship. Like if right. it's something that just is, you know, but if you want, let's say you want like, all right, I want like monogamous relationship or yeah. whatever. Like that's actually something you can hold off on. And then if they run away, cause you're not giving it to them, either one. No, but like what I'm saying is like, let's just take it from the female side. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to. Okay. So like, let's say you really like the guy. Yeah. And, and then you, let's say some things lead to one thing and then the next, and then that happens on the first night. Yeah. But you really liked him. Yeah. Now, does that be, for that guy, maybe he didn't know your true intentions, was that you really wanted something long term. Right. Does that become a red flag for him? I don't know. Like, did, did you just give off the red flag? Well, that's, I talked about that in aura dating. Yeah. I talked about this a lot with aura dating, okay. like having sex on the first date yeah. or, or um, yeah, like, like, is that a good idea? Right. And the question is, is like, well, what do you want out of this? You know? Yeah. So, well, it, but it, uh, it's how the other person sees it. And honestly, I think if a, if a guy saw that as a red flag on you, yeah, then that's a red flag on him, him yeah. if he judges you for that. Okay. It, so that's the first thing. The other thing is if you don't do it, like let's say you do, like either one, the man or the woman, like right. kind of hold off just a little bit. Yeah. Like I think it's it's a way to see if um to bring out red flags in the other person if there are any. Like if if you're getting pressured mm-hmm. or they you know start. Or they don't call you back or whatever after you know the third date because you haven't had sex with them yet or something like that's a red flag, right. you know. But at the same time, I think flip it around. Like if it's the guy, because I think in our society, like men are supposed to be like really pursuant, and if they're not, that's a red flag on him. Yes. But honestly, I see a lot of men just being very polite in that way too. Like they want to take it slow too, for 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 the same reasons. They want to see if you know. This is real. And then if you start getting kind of like needy about it or something or just like, oh, my God, is there, some, like, is there something wrong with me that you don't have sex with me? Or is there something is there, da, 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 da? like that's a red flag on you. Okay. So, but again, though, that's so hard because it's like very subjective, okay. you know, but I think that that's just one filter you can use to, uh, I think at the bottom line is like when something feels right, it's right, you know, okay. and when something doesn't feel right, it's Here's not. A, all right. Well, I got, I got a... I got a couple, just really quickly. Okay. Before we, I know we're going to close. Yeah. I got a couple. Just tell me, red flag or no red flag? Oh, okay. All right. Your significant, this person you want to be dating has a bat named Lucille that they keep in their closet. Red flag or not red flag? Why are you talking a about? A bat named Lucille. They keep it in their closet. Do they let it out? They sometimes do. And they swing it. it? And they swing it. They swing it. Oh, a bat, like a, a baseball bat. Oh, yeah, yeah, bat. like a baseball bat. Yeah. Oh, my God. I yeah. felt like an animal. No, like a baseball bat. Um, is there an end of time situation? There could be a pandemic. Pandemic. You know, 
you know, not a red flag. I liked Negan. Okay, like I thought he was good. <laughs> I was Team Negan. Okay. When we watched Walking Dead, I was right. I was Team Negan. I was sick of Rick. All right. He really pissed me uh, off okay. towards the end. All right. Um, <laughs> your your soon to be bride yeah. likes to fly on a dragon and burn the people of the town. Red flag or not red flag? You know, the problem with that is that. I think they didn't build her case long enough for us to find out that maybe it wasn't a red flag. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she really had some pent up issues, but um, yeah, I guess it's a red flag. Okay. Your but significant other that was bad. likes writing to, was bad. you know, uh, po- <laughs> the writing was bad. Your significant <laughs> other loses your cat, then decides to get another cat that looks like that cat and paints its tail to make it look even more like your cat. Red flag or not red flag? That's a red flag. That's a red flag. Painting of the cat's tail. Yeah. Red flag. Oh, like, and you're partial to cats. I am. Red flag. Um, a guy or girl uh, finds you in a dive bar, uh, wants to make you really rich and famous, put you on stage with him. Red flag, not red flag. That's, that's a red flag, but it works. Okay. It just works, it man. Just works. It just worked. What the whole thing kill, worked. What if they then kill themselves? That's, that's sad. That's sad. Then. That's just sad. <laughs> that's just awful. And last but not least, someone is willing to <laughs> buy you anything from the Apple store in return for beating you with a paddle. <laughs> red flag or not red flag? That's a, that's a red flag. That's not real life. All right. Let's end this thing. All right. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Please take care and catch us on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Group for more discussion on red flags. Red flags.